Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. We have a very special episode today. This is one of the seven interviews that I did at the Go Abundance Conference here in Miami. And the way it worked was basically Go Abundance is a conference for men where they get together and they mastermind. They're high performing men that have accomplished some incredible things. And some of these guys' stories are so powerful. So I got to meet in seven of them over a course of two days and dive into their story between in 30 to 40 minutes. My video, unfortunately, didn't come out very well. So we're just going to scrap the video on all these interviews. I did get videos for all of them, so I'm just not going to bother having video. So really, for YouTube, I guess this won't serve YouTube that well. But for audio, this is going to be great, you guys. It's high-quality audio. So make sure to listen to this wherever you're listening to podcasts. Really powerful. And today's first one out of the seven I'm going to spread these out over the next few weeks. His name is Carlos Amea. And rather than me take his bio and make it in my own words, I'm just going to read it out as he wrote it. And I think it's really powerful. So here we go. I'm a real estate professional investor with 17 years of experience and have worked in the most recognized real estate companies, such as Century 21, Keller Williams Realty, and EXP. For the past 10 years, I was part of one of the largest and most recognized law firms in New York State area, helping more than 10,000 Hispanic families to obtain and maintain their dream. I was also part of the team of the radio program El Abogado on the radio that is broadcasted live every week, providing valuable information for 10 years and sharing the microphones with the most recognized announcers of the main New York radio stations, such as La Mega 97.9 FM, Armor 93.1, LAX 96.3 FM, and Radio Water 1280 AM. Now here's where it gets good. After being diagnosed with cancer, Hodgkin lymphoma in 2012, and going under 12 brain surgeries from 2015 to 2017, due to an AVM, arterial venous malformation, which was face, I was facing the possibility of leaving my family in an emotional and financial distress if I died as a consequence of the high risk of both treatments, we decided to start investing in real estate in order to generate cash flow that could place my income if necessary. I was blessed by God with multiple opportunities to continue being alive, so I decided to leave a six-figure job with benefits in 2019 to dedicate to my life to provide families the opportunity to learn how to invest in real estate, achieve financial independence, and be the best version of themselves. My wife is the co-host and is right beside me along the journey. We are proud to be able to accomplish our dreams while impacting people's lives in a positive way while overcoming all challenges, both physically and mentally. It is, it is a blessing to be able to live our dreams, our dream life, and be able to share that with all of our family while being a great example of perseverance and tenacity for our daughters. This was so awesome. And Carlos and I connected right away and it was just, it was powerful. You see, I wanted to read that out just as if he was writing because um, 
it's powerful. And yeah, make sure to connect with him. We'll have all his information to connect with them in the show notes below. And uh, let us know what you think, guys. If you get value from this, leave us a, a review on Apple. It's greatly appreciated. And tag us in your stories if you got value from this, right? This is powerful stuff. And uh, I know you'll enjoy it. Let us know. All right. Carlos America. All right. Ready to go. How you doing, Carlos? I'm doing amazing, Lance. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm excited, man. Here we are again. This is the third conversation today at GoBundance. This is so awesome being able to kind of be paired up with different people. And, you know, it's it's no accident the people that you end up having conversations with, you know. And I get to have these one-on-ones with people like yourself and learn about your story. And I'm really excited. So thanks for being here, man. And I agree with that. Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes you don't understand why, but when you start developing the conversation, you, you find out why you ended up talking with that person. And, and I'm looking forward to that for you. Yeah. And as you know, with podcasting, it's it's one of these it's, it's one of these uh, things where you get to have these really, you know, deep conversations or just like un, un, uninterrupted conscious conversations. And it's rare to have that unless you're, you know, in like a coaching environment or, you know, podcasting is great for that because you're able to kind of, you know, have these one-on-one conversations. I, I think that that's the, the microphone magic, you know, when, yeah. when, when we are in front of the microphone and someone asks you a question, so you kind of just open yourself up and then unless you are a professional liar, you tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hide behind. I know. So I think that that's the, that's the, the microphone magic. Um, it, yeah. And it's a great way to build trust with your audience too. Yes. Right. It's uh, That's what I love about it too, is they can really get to know the real you. And, you know, the people that don't like you, I'll see you later. The people that love you, well, then they want to listen, right? So... Yeah, you know what? People that don't like you, they will never like you. Yeah, it's so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so for the listeners that are just learning about you for the first time, give us a little bit of a background about yourself, sure. who you are, what you do, and then uh, I'll tee you off with a good question after that. Perfect. Yes. So my name is Carlos Amaya. I'm originally from Colombia. I live in New York State. I'm 45 minutes north of the Manhattan. Cool. Uh, married, two daughters, 17 and 13, the best thing of my life. With my wife, we've been married for 24 years. I'm a professional real estate investor. Um, I invest in a small multifamily. I also invest in large multifamily. But my passion is to impact my community. So I have a platform where I teach people how to invest in real estate in Spanish. And I have a mastermind. And I have a mentoring program. And I have a podcast as well. So so that's what I enjoy a lot. And a lot of things have been happening in my life to bring me to the point that we're in right now. I think we're going to discuss that uh, moving forward. But that that's what I am. So basically, I wake up in the morning. And I want to impact my community, and I, and I want to try to create content, and I want to try to be a better person, and uh, at the same time, uh, be an example for my wife and my daughters. So mm. that, that's that's me. So there's one question that I ask everybody. I've in this throughout this weekend. I, I, there's one that I like to ask because it goes deep, quick. Sure. And I think from there we can kind of take it wherever it goes. And from looking at you know studying some of what you've been through, you know. It's probably, we'll, we'll see if it's the same thing, but out of all the challenge, out of, out of all the challenges and struggles that you've been in your life or that you've gone through or, or adversity that you've overcome, if you had to think of one moment that really defined who you are today that you had to overcome, what would that moment be? 
I'm definitely no no doubt my health my health challenges started in 2012 I was diagnosed with with cancer Hashkin's lymphoma right and I went through the 12 cycles of chemotherapy and after the second the second treatment I have a seizure on a hospital I was in the hospital for a week after that previous that I was diagnosed with something called AVM which is arteritis malformation I have a bunch of veins that are not supposed to be there in my in my head. So when you, when you hear that someone die because of a stroke, that, that, that's what it is. You know, they have okay. they have a vein that that pops pretty much. So and I, that was in 2011. I can put that I put that on hold because then I was diagnosed with cancer unrelated. And then after 2015, I have so much he, uh, headache. I have palpitation in the back of my head. I, I was having troubles living. And I was able to find, or my wife was able to find a doctor. And then they did 12 brain surgeries. It was supposed to be like scheduled like six of them. And every surgery was an average like nine to 10 hours. So I think overall, that, that period of time, which financially I was doing really well, the health issues, knowing that, just facing the fact that I might die, and my daughters were little, was eight and four, and 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 I was I was driving like an hour commute uh, to work, and I was crying half the time because I wanted to be looking good when I got home, so I didn't want to uh, like worry them. So I think that made me um, grow my faith to God be the glory. He was the one who who helped me push through that process, and I think that made me be a better person uh, to to uh, value uh, different things in life. And just make radical changes. I left. I left my job a couple of years after that. Of course, I started building a real estate portfolio just to try to replace my income. But I think that a particular season of my life, in terms in terms of my health, it define my who I am right now. How scared were you in that moment when you first got the news? Well, it's, it's, when I got the news, I, was, I had different times I was really scared. When I got the news with cancer, I do remember the day. It was November 9th. The, the surgeon called me like 9 p.m on a Friday. So I knew something was wrong when I got the phone call because I'm sure if everything was, if everything was fine, he would wait and call me until Monday. Mm. So that at that time, we were, we were really scared. We cried like crazy, like crazy with my wife. And then to action, like, like Tony Robbins, massive action. We just got the, the best the best doctors, the best procedures, the best, and then we move forward and then we get everything going. So once I, once I knew that, that everything was in process, moving forward, that was to get in the best possible treatment, I feel better. I think I'm more scared when I got the the, the health, the surgeries for the health because they're I would like, like high risk. Like every surgery, have to find a sign a disclosure so listen, you know that you might die. So at that time, the first five surgeries were really I was really really nervous. But after that, I think I knew that God wanted me to give me another chance, and I knew the things were gonna go good. So after that, I was I was still concerned. But even the doctors, I mean, I think it was a good good testimony for the people in the hospital. They, they, they were asking me, like, why are you so happy? I mean, you, you come in here for brain surgery. I was like, I knew everything was going to be fine. So so I would say when I was diagnosed with cancer and the first like, four or five brain surgeries, and then after that, I mean, everything got better. I mean, it's hard, the recovery, but I knew that things were going were to be fine. So my faith grew a lot. So in that moment, how much did you believe that you were going to beat it? Oh, so did you, did you sit there and be like, I, we're, I'm beating this thing like without a doubt. Yes. Because there's certain people, this is why I find it interesting because people get that diagnosis. Yes. Some people less of a diagnosis, some people more. Yeah. And it's almost like you choose, you, it's like you choose, you're going to beat it or you allow it to kind of that fear to take over. Once we started treatment, I knew we're going to beat it. 
Okay, so when I, I was diagnosed that. and I knew that the weeks prior to the first treatment, mm. even even when I had the seizure, I knew it was gonna be it. But before the treatment, that like like anticipation, that like when you wanna like when you're gonna play a game or when you wanna do a podcast, because I've been doing it for like ten years and I still get nervous before I start. But once you start, I knew that everything's gonna be fine. So I think the anticipation, the prior prior to the treatment and the first couple of uh, brain surgeries that was when I, I was really nervous but then I knew everything was gonna be fine I knew and then so you know something that really helped me Lance was that I never stopped stopped like working and I never let people like okay you know what it's low down don't worry just just uh just uh, take care of your health I said you know what Fuck, I'm going I'm sorry no uh, go ahead so, yeah. so, so I said I said you know what you know what I'm, I'm not gonna slow down I, I, w I was working every single day even the day before the surgery I got surgery, next day was recovery or, or, or chemotherapy, and the day after, on Wednesday, I was in my office at 9 a.m. in the morning seeing clients. So that, <laughs> keeping myself busy, you know, because yeah. your, your mind, you know that already, the, the inner voice is so hard when, when, when they when they play with you. And I, so I, was, I, was, I, I made sure to keep myself so busy that I didn't have time to, to think. And, and just feel pity for myself. And, and then my wife, my wife was a great support. I mean, she never treated me like I was dying. She was like, okay, don't worry. Let's just move forward. And then just, just keep pushing forward. And then, so the, I think that's a poor system. Uh, and of course my church, and I was going to church on Sunday sometimes, I was crying, but I knew it was gonna be fine. I, I knew it was a, as a purpose for me to be here. And, and I, I won't lie to you, I was scared sometimes, but, sure. but overall I knew it was gonna be good. Yeah, it's interesting because I mean, coming from Colombia, you guys are so passionate and, and it's like, I can, I can, I feel like it's almost in your DNA to be like, no, we, I got this. I, like, there's no way I'm going to fail this. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Like so, so I think, I think the, the, that's the immigrant mentality. Right? Yeah. Not, the, not only Colombians, but the immigrants, oh, yeah. immigrants overall, you know? So we overcome, like we, when we came here, I was, I came here chasing my, my, my girlfriend, yeah. uh, my wife now, and then um, we just... Like, like again, just uh, quoting Tony Robbins, I, I just burned the beach, the bridges, you know, to conquer the island. So I knew I, I, I was not going back. Like when I came here, I never planned to go back to Colombia if things don't go right here. So mm -hmm. that, that wasn't an option. And and the same thing when I started the treatment. So dying or, or just giving up wasn't an option. So when you do have a plan B, you have to stick to plan A. So I think that was that that's what it was. So I'm curious, what do you think caused that? Like, were, was it, were you stressed in your life? Was it like an unbalance of emotion? Like what, what was in your life prior that do you think yes. led to that? I, I've been thinking about that, about that a lot. I wasn't the best shape of my life. I was like exercising like crazy. I was, I was almost becoming a vegan because of Tony Rollins of all like all those. And I, but my levels of stress were really high. I was working seven days a week. I was, I was doing radio shows every week, which I love. Uh, but I was really stressed. I was in a really demanding position. I was with, I was getting paid really well, but at the same time, of course, when they pay you well, they want you to produce. So I think that, that, that was the stress. Definitely was stress. That's that's what I, that's that, that's what the radical changes happen when I said, you know what? If I want things to change, I have to change, and, and I decided to live a, a well-paid job with all the benefits and, and all the different attractive stuff, and, and especially all the, the certainly and in, in income-wise and, and in status. But yeah, definitely stress. Stress, stress kills you. And it's crazy how you can have all the success financially, but your health isn't in balance. Definitely. That happens all the time. All the time. All the time. That That's why, yeah, that happens all the time. But And I've been thinking about, about that a lot. And not, not that many people ask me about that. But yes, it's stress. Hand, hands down, stress. 
So how much has this overcoming this and having this belief that you're going to beat this helped you in your business and your life in general after that? That's a great question. And, and I'm used to people say that to me. And I thought they, they said that because they want to make me feel better or they want to buy time to, to, to get the, the answer. And, and, and I think, I don't know, sometimes it was either or, but that's a great question. I think it's been helping me a lot and give me the motivation to move forward. But to be honest with you, now sometimes I miss the, the reassurance that I have that time, the confidence that I have that time, that I knew that everything was going to be there because I felt everything was in my power in terms of taking care of my body and, of course, trusting, trusting God and trusting the doctor. Now, as an entrepreneur, as an investor, it's a lot of things that are not, that are not in, my, in my power. So I'm wrestling with that sometimes. Like, I know even if I do everything correctly, the deal might, might not go through right. or things might not work out. So yes, I'm working in that, but sometimes I miss that confidence that I, that, that I felt at that time. Okay, so put us in a position where, you know, you're under pressure. Yes. And there's a lot of unknowns, dealing with a lot of money, a lot of whatever. And you need to get out of this stressful situation. Walk us through what you do. Like, what's that process look like? How do you deal with that stress? on a daily basis if you need to. Yeah, def definitely, definitely. I think uh, uh, just belong to a group like like the, like Abundance, that you, you learn a lot. A word, a word that, that I never wanted me to be associated with was vulnerable, like like like, like weak. I never want, I want to show myself like weak. I always want to be the strong one. I think that, that could be a Colombian thing, or a Colombian, like like like, <laughs> a, like an immigrant thing. But so... So just learn how to be vulnerable and just be able to open and say, "Listen, I, I'm not feeling good. I, I'm scared. Things are not going. Oh, I don't know how. To, I don't know how to react, and I need help." And to me, it took me a while to realize that the, that that was fine. That was okay. So belong to an environment like here. You know, one of your guys that are really successful. That the they have their own situation they're working on and they they open open that so so I think that that's what I'm trying to practice and and of, of course having a support system again like has someone like my wife that's super understanding and super open and like yes so but be be able to be open up and knowing that you don't have to do everything yourself yeah and even if things don't go out your if you, if you did your best that's fine mm. it, it, it wasn't meant to be and just just trust God I mean if he if he if everything is meant to be and you did your part, things will go will go your way. Mm -hmm. If they don't, it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. Vulnerability is an interesting one. Yes. Because, you know, things are changing now compared to what they used to be. You know, it used to be, oh, if you show any weakness or share anything, you're 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 considered, you know, a wuss or a pussy or whatever. You know, like and it's actually the opposite. Like it actually takes courage. It takes a real, like real strength to share openly. Yeah. And sometimes it brings tears, but then it, it gives other people permission to do the same. And that is where the magic happens. And it's funny that you said that because I was against it. I've been going to so many conferences. I went to see uh, Brandon Richard and he got all those different speakers. 
and they would say, you know what, people want to connect with you, with, with your weakness, your blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's not true. So I wanted to show myself, even with the podcast, like everything was looking perfect. I, I usually do it with the, with, the, with the suit and tie and have the right lights and everything and, and the right sound. And, and I want to make sure that everything sounds good. And But like you say, it is the opposite. And instead of being a weakness, you know, something that's going to take points away from me, it started the opposite. So I started doing it, not in purpose, because I want to get uh, like results out of it, but because I was like... I was feeling well, and I think it was the right thing to do. Uh, but that's true. People feel feel more connected to you. Why? Because they, they identify with themselves. So yes. they say, okay, this happens to me too. They, they don't like to see someone that's so perfect or everything's going so well because they know, one, they, 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 will, they will not like you, and two, they know that that's not true. It's fake because nobody's perfect. So, Yeah, and then it, it makes it easier for them to see that it's possible for them too. Yes. Because it's like, you know, if this person's perfect, oh, well, I can't do that. They're perfect and I, it's it's unattainable for me. But if you start to see people like, oh, oh, okay, they go through that too? Well, maybe I can do it. And then boom, people are like, okay, cool. And then they can resonate and then it helps them take a step. It's, yeah. you know, and I, I, I feel like showing that human be behind the success. That's why I love, you know, doing this podcast is because, I love learning about what is it that makes somebody so successful or be able to get through these things? There's, there's something there. Yes. And there's like a certain amount of strength and vulnerability it takes. And then to share it, it's like next level, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a uh, working process in terms in terms of that, you know, the open sure. up, but yes, definitely. And and also the feeling to, it depend, depends what is your real, real motive to do things, you know? So yeah. if you really want to impact and you want to, uh, people to to grow and people to take action. So uh, you better off doing it that way if you if you if you're sincere, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's what I, I I noticed that you know. What do you see? People that you come in contact with or work with are struggling with the most okay. these days. Like, what do you see as like uh, as like a common thing people struggle with? I think I just, I read a book recently called The Gap and the Gain. I don't know if you read it. Uh, I, I think it's Dan Sullivan. Okay. And pretty much what he says that when you try to chase like a goal, okay, it's like it's like, like when you when you when you chase the horizon, you know, and you keep driving, driving, and the horizon keep moving and moving, you will never catch it, you know. So he said that one of the things that you have to do is you have to measure backwards, okay. So you have to see where you are and appreciate the effort that you put. Real, see how much of the of the outcome you got. If you got if you got a great outcome, wonderful. If not, what what can you change? So I think something that I realized that I noticed with the people that I bring in my mentoring programs and and the, and the mastermind, that people are so over worried about the next goal, just to, to what they miss, and it's, and, and which is called the gap, and instead and instead of just acknowledging the gain, you know. So let's say people wanna make a uh, two million dollars for for example, net worth. And right now they have a 1.2. So instead of be so concerned of those $800,000 they're missing, they have to be celebrating those 1.2. So many people will die for that 1.2 million. This is just an example. So that's what it is. I think people just so super worried Texas as a society, super worried about the the, end, the goal, the next goal. I want to reach that. And instead of that, just don't 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 value whatever you did. Uh, and whatever you have, it doesn't have about money. It could be family, it could be health, whatever it is. But I think that's the major concern that I see all around. People don't uh, just try to do to get more things or get the next level, and just don't value the effort they put so far, and just make sure that the the they live a happy life. 
Yeah, they're trying to get that. They think the next thing is going to bring them the happiness, the yeah. next boat or the next million. Yeah. And then they forget that right now is actually all you have is the present moment. Yeah, and, and also, like, don't have a clear why. Just, yeah. And, and we just did an exercise this morning in terms of, like, the one sheet. Uh, and then we have different, like, like pillars. Yeah. And, uh, and some people, like, they feel like they're overwhelmed and work. You know, they're working, like, 80 hours a week. And, mm. But at the same time, they say, oh, my family is what is more important for me. But, but their actions don't show what you said because they just said your family is more important, more important for, for you. But, but then you're working, like, 80, 100 hours a week. And then you're just not taking care of your body, for example. So how are you going to enjoy your family if you're going to die really soon because you don't take care? So I, I think you have to make sure really clear what is your why, okay? Be honest with you because you might say it, but you don't believe it. And then just take the right actions and just plan your life to, to try to accomplish what you really your why is. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a clear why, it's like a like a, it's like a, like a boat, you know. If you don't have a, a real course, you put it in the middle of the sea, so the the wind can push you to one side or push you to the other side. So what does your morning routine look like? Okay, I've been working on that one. So I usually wake up at like five a.m. in the morning. So I go to the gym. I, well, before that, I take the like a pre-workout mix, and I get like, like my veggies in the morning because yeah. I, I don't like to eat vegetables. So I just do. I just drink them. And usually, I try to 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 write like my my three wins wins from the from the day before, and mm-hmm. my three wins from that I'm planning to have that day. And ideally, when I pray in the morning, so I, then I go to the gym. I come to the gym. I come back to the house. We do like a, we taking a couple of courses with my wife. So we go over the courses. Then then after that, I just finish and then I start working. I have my, my office upstairs, I'm working from home. And then I'm trying to at least have two meals with my wife and my daughters. Well, at least when my daughters come after 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 work, after they go to school. But usually that's what it is. I just wake up early, just go to the gym, and I just spend time with my wife and just learn about the courses that we're taking. And then that's it. And, I, and, I, and I'm doing like a keto diet. So yes. I have the, the keto coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. So... So that's super easy because at 8 a.m. I do the the, the the oil, MCT oil, all those things, and oh, yeah. it's super nice. Yeah, yeah, it keeps you nice and focused. And and besides that, super quick, super fast. You don't have to take a while to to prepare, yeah. and then it, 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 it make you feel full until like 12 noon. Mm-hmm. I have my first meal. Do you and your wife work together? Or this? yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, we work together. How does that work with everything? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, if you ask me, I think it was working really well. <laughs> if you ask her, I think sometimes that's I always that find that interesting how, like, how a husband and wife can work together. And, you know, it's if you can make it work, that's amazing. Yeah, I think, I think she's the best partner ever. Although communication is super important. You have to define roles. Right. And you have to, you have to, and, 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 and I'm not saying I do that perfectly, but I'm trying like, like to divide. Like, okay, when I'm talking with my wife, as a business partner, when I'm talking with my, with my wife as a as an investor, or when I'm talking when I'm talking to with my wife as a wife, or with my wife as a mom. So even though we are the same person, I mean you you cannot divide them, but at least like I, I cannot get upset with my wife as a person when something is not going well in the professional level. And sometimes that might happen, and, and, and she has to remind me like, okay, so that's fine. Let, let, let's talk about this in, in two hours. Let's just have a conversation about the growth. So it's not as easy, but uh, it, it is doable, and I enjoy it. That's interesting, yeah, because the worlds can become mixed. No, they do. Right? Because you have this, 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 and then the emotions for this can come into this. Yeah. But it's like you have to give it a separate a separate clean slate. 
for yeah. this, but it's hard. Yeah, before it was easy because I used to commute for an hour. So when I left job, sometimes it doesn't, have to, it doesn't have to be with them. Like like something goes wrong in the office and I come down and my commute is, is one minute, coming downstairs and she's there and she asks me, what's going on? I say like, what is wrong? Nothing is wrong, what are you doing? Do you look like upset? I'm not upset. Of course, I'm not upset with her. Uh, so so it is it is a work in progress, but I think communication is key, and knowing that that we are in the same boat and the same and the same side of the river, and then that we want the best for each other. So so I, I think it's, it's working really well. I mean, yeah, it's amazing just to be able to kind of like know the behaviors too, the cues as to when to pull back, when to like. You know push. what? Like, it's like, so interesting. Yeah, just habits. So so yeah. So Brandon Bruchard said that you have to de- decompress before you you get out of the office. Like to take like a minute or two to, to like to like breathing exercise, relax, and just get out of the office. Sometimes it doesn't work because you're like, okay, lunch is ready, and I, and I leave. Oh man, I forgot to decompress. <laughs> I know something is missing. <laughs> so yeah, that's man. I don't know how. That's amazing that you can do that because you know it, it is doable. It, it's great. Mm-hmm. That's good hope for for guys like myself. So tell me about your. You've been on. You've done the radio for a while. You got your own podcast. Tell us. Tell me about that world. I want to hear you, your story through radio and like the mission that you're working on with that. Yeah. So so really quick, I become I started real estate because my wife forced me. I didn't want to do it. And then I got the license in 2004. Uh, everything was going well. In 2008, the market crashed. My wife and I were in the business at the same time. So at that time, it was it was, was kind of hard. And then I, I met an attorney that was opening, like it was a brand new law office coming from California to New York. So I started working uh, with him like, like a consultant on a consultant basis, and then I became, became an employee. And then he had a radio show, even though English, uh, Spanish wasn't his primary language. And then on uh, uh, one weekend, he asked me to, to go with him to the radio, radio station because he needed to promote something. He wanted me to try to give him a hand. And uh, it's super funny because when they when they gave me the microphone, when they gave me the, the, the to try to get into the first se- segment, everything went horrible. I was just speaking like two hundred miles an hour. I was like breathing super bad. So I, I finished that f- first segment, and I thought they're gonna just get me out of the the the, the, the studio. And in the break, the the the, the guy the the host said, "Calm me down. Don't worry. Relax. Just breathe. Let's go to the second segment. Everything's gonna be fine." And I was like. I did the second segment. It was a, it was a lot better. So when we finished, I thought he was he will never invite me again. He said, "You know what? You want to come back tomorrow?" I said, "Really? You want me to come back?" Sure. So I start coming back with him and do the shows every weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then at one point, told me to take over. You know what? Why don't you do the show? The shows by yourself? I said, "Really?" So I did that for ten years, and that's out of the wow. week. I was working seven days a week, and out, out of the week. Those Saturday and Sunday was the best days for me because I really enjoyed just getting to the studio and put on the microphones and we have like a live call, people call in and got questions. I felt like one of those celebrities, so it was super nice. And then when when, I, when everything happened with my health and I wanted and I decided I wanted to leave my job, I one of the things that I really was really hard to detach was the radio station because I did it for so many years. I like have an ownership with the show. Like that was my show. I, I, I was the host for 10 years. So I, and I have a, a specific way to open it and it's just high with everybody and to close it. I, I, I felt like, a, like I was, that was my show. So when when time came and I left, I left, I wanted to continue doing like a podcast. I, I want to have a microphone again. So I just 
I just made it a studio in my house. So I started doing a podcast in Spanish about real estate. And then I, I was listening to a bigger podcast for a long time. So I wanted to do preach something similar. So having guests from the industry, my friends, and then the pandemic hit last year. And, and I was recording everything live in my, in my uh, well, live like in person, like the way we're doing it right now. But when the pandemic hits, so nobody can come up to my house anymore. So I started doing live shows with my wife because there was nothing else to do. We can get out of the house. So we did a show from Monday 10 a.m. And people, and people love it. It was pretty super, super nice. Everybody, everybody was home. So what You else? did it live on where? On what station? What oh, no, no, no. I was doing, uh, I was doing uh, the, the podcast and I was yeah. doing the live, just Facebook and YouTube oh, lives. Cool. Perfect. And, uh, and people were at home. So they were like, like interacting and it's super, super cool. Man, you must have had a lot of people listening. Yes, at that time. Yes, a lot more than now. So because they, 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 they have nothing else to do. So... After that, we just just cut cut down from five days to three, and now we're doing two days. So we have two shows: one with my wife, where we talk about like uh, like current events, and we explain about explain about like uh, the concept of the of the real estate real estate family and finances. So we talk about that cool. real estate family and finances. And Thursday night, I have a guest, and usually um, I'm trying to do what we're doing right now. You still ask them about the story, what kind of part of the industry they are. What the challenges they overcame, how they did it, and what advice do they have for our for audience? So, so, so right now we have twice a week. Awesome, and I love it. I wanted to go back to 2008. How did that affect your business? Because you know how many Horrible. people I've interviewed that they lost everything, but now have completely dominating. Like, yeah. talk us about like 2008 and the pandemic and how how that worked for you like did you you know how did that affect your business it's super cool that you mentioned those two together because that's true like 2000 2008 we were like i was doing real estate as a as a as an agent from 2004 to 2006 more or less and then i was doing mortgages because my wife came, came to the business because her daughter was like two years old so I was doing mortgages. My wife was doing the sales. It was a great team. So when the market crashed, we have all in the eggs in one basket. So it was really, really bad. So thank God this attorney came to my, our lives and just opened the door for us. So we built it, so we learned from it. So that's what created a portfolio, not dependent just on income. And I just be able to to have a, like a like a cash flow, like a, like a passive income, okay? So that wasn't amazing. So I left my job in 2019 and I went through the, I, like you see people through the pandemic were so worried about like concern about being home and like all the, the stress and everything. I had that in 2019 when I left my job. I was running an office. I have secretary. I have the whole uh, loss mitigation team and everything. And just out of nowhere, when I left, I left the firm, I was in my, my house by myself trying to do something that I didn't know why because I, I, I didn't, I never, I never started something like a, like a podcast or anything or like a, like a, like a uh, platform. So I felt that in 2019. So when the pandemic came, I was prepared. I was one year already in that. In that. So to me, it was perfect. So and then, I, so for like an established the proof of concept. So for us, people said sometimes, and I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean, I don't mean to be cruel. The the pandemic was the worst thing in the life. To me, it was the best. I mean, to, yeah. me, to, to me, it was fantastic because I was like. All the guests that I want to have, nobody said no because they were home. So I was contacting people. Listen, you want to be in my butt? And people got used to comfortable to be in Zoom and comfortable. So now, yes. so I before I was so focused, I only can have people local because I have like, okay, so one hour, one and a half, this indicate I can just convince them to travel to my house, just record the podcast, and you send them over because now I know I can do the mobile, but I have the whole setup in my house. But with the pandemic, 
and, 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 and almost everybody, even, even the kids know how to do Zoom now. So yeah. to me, it was a blessing. So now I can interview people from everywhere in the world. So I, I, it's so super hard for me to run out of guests. So, yeah. so to me, it was a blessing. And then, the, you know, practice. So now uh, just doing this is so much different than being the radio. In the radio, you have a host, you have the whole system. You don't have to worry about anything else. Doing this, you have you, you have to handle the the mixer, you have to the light, and then you have to do the processing. You have to upload, you have to do editing. So, so I think to me it was, was was a blessing. I don't want to say the 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 COVID was a COVID was a blessing for me, but the pandemic time was a, was, a, was a wonderful time for me. It's yeah, but you're not the first person to say that. It's like, look, I learned my lesson in 2008, and the pandemic came when I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many people say that it's the same it's like this was nothing compared to that because they learned like oh this again no problem this time i got it yeah. you know and then that's the thing people I, were ready people were like i've learned this already i've been here already yeah and, and especially because like like my routine didn't change like the, yeah. only, the only thing is that and instead of going to the gym i just was downstairs to the basement exercise besides that it was the same thing because i was doing that before just go then get ready just uh, just work upstairs i have the home office so to me life continue to be the same so, so so yeah it was super super nice for me what are you excited about right now well a lot of things i think the that gave me purpose in life and gave me a talent and uh, i remember uh, dr wayne dyer oh yeah he said don't die with your music inside of you so oh, that's what i'm trying to beautiful. do not to die with the music inside of me so just get it out so right now we're in a process that we st we have a brand new mastermind we just, we're doing it for a couple of weeks i'm working in and in, in, in launching launching my platform with courses and and uh, i started investing in large multifamily I'm, I'm i'm getting into syndication raising money so i bring opportunities that, to my community before they don't have to invest their money so my our goal uh, with with the movement with the Blemos real estate is em empower my community to be become financially free through real estate investing and the reason why is because right now kids are, are growing by themselves why because the parents are working full-time part-time and all the time so if i can provide them a way of show them how to do it and there is and there is other way that you can just make money of course i i, I think hard work is important but if you can have your money work hard for you for you as well so that 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 excites me that excites mm -hmm. me and then just i think uh, like god is opening so many doors so i just can't wait to see what what is the next door that he wants me to to, to keep open and just keep touching people's lives and, and just hear the testimonies and 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 just impacting people's lives in the positive way i think that that's, that's an amazing feeling if there is somebody out there struggling right now with whatever adversity a challenge they're going through and you had one piece of advice that you could leave them with today what would that be gratitude you have to be grateful so you have to see if you're struggling and you have you're healthy so you so you have your health if you are if you live in, the, in, in this country this is the best country in the world so many opportunities if you have a, you have a job if you are in debt there is a way for you to get out of debt payment plan you can do so many things so sometimes we so worry about what we don't have but we don't, we are not grateful about what we have for example if you want to have I get a, a new car because the car that you that you have is, is not working properly just give thanks to god be, at least I have this car. I, I might have another one and I'll figure out a way to get it, but I'm so grateful for this car. I'm so grateful for this house or apartment. I do remember when I used to live in a one bedroom apartment uh, and we were like four of us, two girls, two small girls, and I was like, 
God, thank you for this bedroom. I want to have something bigger. Thank God he provided us to get something bigger. So bigger. So just be grateful. So when you get like like depressed or anxiety, so if you're grateful, there's no word that you have inside it. That the issue is that we are ungrateful and we wanna we wish what we don't have. So that my, my advice would be like get grateful, take massive action, and just so many, I mean, right now, YouTube and Google, so many opportunities to learn things. And just get busy, you know. Just, mm. just, just keep your your mind busy, mm. and, and 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 you believe in God, have faith, and everything's gonna be fine. But of course, you have to do your part. Where can everybody find you and learn more about you if they want to work with you or see what you're up to? It's super easy. It's called Lemos, the real estate, or my name. I think it's easier for you guys. It's called Carlos Amaya A M A Y A. So you can do CarlosAmaya.com. Hablemos de real estate, and it's super easy if you guys want um, to improve your Spanish. I have a lot of guys, a lot of people that want to, learn, want to practice their Spanish and listen to my podcast. Or if you want to learn how to invest in real estate, most of my programs are in Spanish, but we do mentoring in English as well. Or if you want to invest passive, I mean, we have a lot of projects that if you want to invest, you can just get a good return. Awesome. We'll have all that linked in the show notes for them to uh, check you out. Carlos, thank you, man. It's a pleasure, Lance. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. This is no doubt. All right. Thanks, everybody.